0: welcome to this week's Tell Me About The Podcast. This week we'll be talking about efficiency versus effectiveness.
1: They'll guide your own behaviours uh, through the startup process and they'll make ready for you to ensure that effectiveness and efficiency is really in the DNA of your business as it grows.
0: We hope you enjoy. Hi Dad, how are you?
1: Very well, Beth. Yourself?
0: I'm good, thank you. What
1: have you been up to?
0: I finished my last week at my old job on Friday, so I am currently living the two days of unemployment before I start my new job. Day two of two, so (laughs) it's going well.
1: unemployed yeah (laughs) good but you're looking forward to the new role i know
0: yeah yeah exciting new projects new team it's gonna be good working with some old colleagues as well so know what i'm getting into i guess
1: (laughs) good yes yeah A a very short runway before you'll be operating at full capacity i guess
0: yeah yeah so no nerves just dive right in
1: good stuff Good stuff. Well, wish you all the very best with that. I'm sure it's going to work out perfectly fine.
0: So I want to do a, a quick shout out to <laughs> Nix, my childhood friend who was over for dinner last night and who told me that she only listens to the first five minutes to hear how we're doing and then she turns off because she's not interested in business.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Nix. <Nick's. laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> well, At least it, get, it gets our it gets our ratings up.
0: Yeah. So next, you've got about three more minutes, and then you can turn off.
1: Yes, okay. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well, we could keep going and avoid the business until we get to minute six, I guess, and then <laughs> you'll have been me even more entertained in her brief uh, uh, entry to our world. <laughs>
0: heard that you had a golf tournament on uh yeah friday. no
1: friday yeah it was out all day playing in a, the 22nd playing of something called the alternative rider cup which is uh, a nonsense competition between 12 players from the village we used to live in who play 12 players from the next adjoining village to that and uh, it's just a jolly good day out the weather was lovely it's a great group of uh, people that uh, i get to catch up with and Play golf with, and the the outcome this year wasn't in the favour of the village we used to live in. We came second, but but everybody had a jolly good time, and um, and the the winners were worthy winners. So if anybody's listening from Compton, well done, but it's only borrowed.
0: <laughs> See you next year. <laughs>
1: we'll be there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. All right, what are we going to talk about this week, Dad?
1: Well, it's a, a topic which at first glance may seem a little sterile, as some of them have done recently, but I think it's an important area that we should just touch on. And again, with some of our more recent subject matter, it'll kind of cross cut some of the other bigger topics we've dealt with and stitch a few things together and that is the importance for the new entrepreneur in their startup to have a firm understanding of the differences between efficiency and effectiveness this is going to be important to them in the early stages even if they're working on their own in the very early stages of their startup clear understanding between these two will serve them well and that will enable them to then be really very good at knowing the differences between efficiency and effectiveness and making sure they can maximize efficiency and effectiveness as their business starts to grow around them so I think it's a a fairly important subject for all of those reasons
0: Mm -hmm. let's get into it
1: okay yeah well let's start with some a simple definition of each of these two uh, terms to me efficiency is undertaking things the right way and effectiveness is properly completing the right things In a startup, we need to be thinking about these things from the beginning. They'll guide your own behaviors uh, through the startup process, and they'll make ready for you to ensure that effectiveness and efficiency is really in the DNA of your business as it grows. The differences between the two could be summarized in terms of what maximizing each would give you. If you're going to win... In business and in life, a lot of this stuff relates to our general lives as much as it does our small businesses. If you're going to win in business, you're going to be good at both. You're going to be efficient and effective, and everything and everybody around you in your business will be efficient and effective. If you're neither, if you're neither efficient nor effective, you're going to lose. You're going to just die on the vine. There will be no opportunities coming your way. Everything will seem like a struggle. There'll be no progress and something catastrophic will happen in due course to your business. And if you're in between, if you're good at one and bad at the other, you're only going to achieve mediocrity at best. The two have got to be executed at the highest possible level, brought together neatly, dovetailed together tightly, and then we've got a very good chance of winning in the business we've chosen to start up. Let's talk a bit more about efficiencies then. I'll do this in the context of uh, a startup, of a new entrepreneur's journey through the early stages of their business. But there are a lot of parallels in what's to be said now uh, around how we manage ourselves, how we deal with our own personal efficiencies within life. And I will just perhaps touch on those parallels when we get through this uh, business related uh, commentary first i think of efficiency as managing the inputs within your business it's about having the tools to get things done as i said in my simple summary undertaking things the right way this is about processes systems control standardization automation organization all these are the all these are the the tool kit for any business owner business manager leader and as i've said potentially individual, to be able to achieve high degrees of efficiency in the things they choose to do. In business, these inputs achieve outputs, which are things like reducing wastage, using resources wisely, optimizing the utilization of time, of cash, of effort. We've talked before about speeding stuff up to Make sure you can get the maximum out of your business and the assets which it's using. Talked about cost control, um, minimizing stock and overheads so that the cash is used for the primary purposes of your business rather than being tied up in underutilized assets. And effort is all about fulcrums. We talked about this when leadership and management and making sure that we maximize the utilization of the effort we can put into our business, minimize repetition. All of those things will ensure that we are using our resources as wisely as we possibly can do, but always being careful never to cross that line that undermines the quality of what we do. One can't continue to squeeze the pips of time cash and effort as the primary resources which we have available to us, because sooner or later we'll get to a point where there isn't enough time or cash or effort being applied to the things we choose to do, and then quality will suffer. Another example perhaps is what I call maintenance efficiency relating to plant, machineries, tools, vehicles, office equipment, whatever it might be. By maintenance efficiency, I mean the work it takes to do planned maintenance and, and repairs when they crop up, rather than waiting for something to fail and then being in a reactive maintenance mode. So maintenance efficiency is ensuring that in the vast majority of cases, we're doing planned maintenance and that's minimizing repairs and almost certainly taking away the need for reactive maintenance. Another output would be what we've talked about around plan, fix, do, meeting deadlines. Those things can be done if you've got this toolkit that we've talked about around process system control, value engineering within your business, doing things at lower cost, but maintaining quality, as we've said. Recycling, reusing, these are all important outputs that will come from approaching things efficiently and decision making as well. Utilizing just enough intelligence and data to make well-based decisions, knowing where the lines are that you needn't cross because you've got enough to be sure of your decision, but that you need to cross to know you have enough to ensure that the decision is the right one. So those are examples of outputs, day-to-day things that will happen within your business if you are operating at a highly efficient level using process control standardization all as above
0: i guess it's a very different um landscape in terms of well i'm thinking there about the automation thing that you just said of your processes and stuff from if there's someone starting up now with all the technology that's available compared to when you started up when fax was a thing (laughs) <laughs> so do you th- do you think that there's like do you think it makes people lazier now or do you think it's just for the better with all of the automation and stuff
1: well i i, su- I suspect the big difference uh, between when i started up and now will be that in the vast vast majority of um, individual entrepreneur startups that the audience we hope we have for these podcasts are um, most likely in an intellectual service space mm-hmm. so they don't need generally speaking at the point of startup premises they don't need anything other than a computer or a smartphone and a seat in a coffee shop somewhere mm-hmm. the, that's a lot of the businesses that have got great merit and have got great potential to grow I'm not saying that there's anything negative in all of that. But because so many of the businesses, the startup today are like that, one doesn't get into this efficiency. The only real resource you're using would be time and cash in this situation, mm-hmm. um, and so the, and, and if that's just your own time and cash, then I think yes, lazy might be a way of describing it. Slipping into bad habits might be a better way of putting it, mm-hmm. um, and that comes back to our working in versus working on conversations, Beth. Where we've mm-hmm. we've tried to encourage everybody to keep bringing their head up above the keyboard and think about what they're doing and where they're going and how one fits into the other and what else they could be doing that working on time is so critical and that's where an individual with no real resource base around them but with a viable business plan that they're keenly working on that's where they can look for the efficiencies within business that they've got by working on how they're working in the business if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah having said that I mean i my first business that I started up 40 odd years ago was a service industry but I I needed offices I needed computer equipment in a world in which computer equipment was very expensive for small businesses yes I needed a fax machine we needed company cars we needed surveying equipment we needed all sorts of things so even though it was a service industry it was quite asset and resource intensive to be able to deliver the service in in the first place as w- would be the case in, in an interior design practice if as and when you get to that stage. You can't just start up on your kitchen table. I suppose you can, but that's going to define a certain degree of work limit you're gonna mm-hmm. place upon yourself. Whereas some degree of prestige and credibility relating back to premises, relating back to equipment and marketing materials and all that sort of stuff will make the difference. Yeah, It might be helpful. If we ran through a a shortish list of examples of inefficiency because that can be a, a really interesting way to realize where efficiencies can be further achieved within a business. The first one for my mind is carrying too much stock. This is a waste of cash and potentially it's going to be a waste of that stock. If you've got too much stock, it can easily go out of date. It could perish in some way or other or deteriorate and therefore need to be written off and, and disposed of. So trying to get stock, I think the term is just in time, so that there's just the minimum necessary of stock that you have, whether that's coffee cups for your coffee shop or it's writing pads for your agency of some sort or other, I don't know. But managing stock to the absolute minimum it needs to be to ensure you can maintain business levels is a great example of efficiency. Carrying too much stock is inefficient. Poor delegation we talked about delegation in the last podcast i think at some length if we're going to delegate to someone who is over or under qualified with an inaccurate time frame and without there being any sense of how the task being delegated fits into the bigger picture that poor delegation is a is a serious inefficiency within the business because there's going to be questions asked it may not be right first time time scales may not be hit correctly all of which will have ramifications down the line for what the company is trying to do and how it's trying to attain its objectives. What I call fat teams. So this is too much resource on a job. A great example where team size becomes fixed in the minds of everybody when actually the work the team is doing starts to be... It- itself made more efficient and therefore the human resource that sits around the non-human systems processes and controls needs to be readjusted to make sure that there's no fat within the team. Having to patch things up is a great example of inefficiency that I see. Old kit, it's amazing how quickly stuff around you that's not human goes out of date. So much of it these days is irreparable, it just has to be replaced. So when it fails, it can be quite catastrophic. So getting things repaired or replaced as soon as they're starting to show their age is more important than waiting for them to fail and trying to patch them up or being faced with an unexpected capital expenditure on something considerable. Lack of maintenance, we talked about that earlier on. Failures will arise if things are not maintained. This is unplanned. It incurs costs. It's an interruption, a distraction. It's just an ultimate inefficiency, the lack of maintenance of the stuff around you. The lack of a vision. If you don't have a vision within your business or you failed to communicate the vision to your team, your staff, then everybody will be zigzagging. They won't know what direction they're supposed to be going in. There'll be no sense of the desired outcome that's going to help the company achieve its overall aims and objectives. Clutter. We all suffer from clutter. How many YouTube videos are there now about decluttering? They talk about personal and household decluttering, but I think it all applies to small businesses. People will be amazed if they haven't started up a small business yet, how quickly clutter builds up around you. A little bit too much of something was bought and we didn't bother disposing of it, it sits in the corner. A little bit too much of this was delivered, a little bit too much of that was made. Things were acquired that didn't quite work out, and they start to fill up shelves, cover floor space, fill up cupboards. Hoarding useless stuff takes up space, time. It's again, it's a distraction. We need to be decluttering. And disorganization, I would give you, is the final inefficiency that is a classic within a small business the whole start-stop process, the lack of flow, there's no or low flow within the way the work is being done, within the way the interim objectives are being met so that the overall goals of the company are attained. Organization is paramount, disorganization is a prime example of the ultimate inefficiencies. I mentioned when we started talking about efficiencies that much of how we think about that term within a small business does apply to ourselves personally in the way that we live and we run our lives. To my mind, an, an efficient person is one who has good grasp of time management and exercises time management, has built good habits and is an habitual style of person who thinks before they act and acts mindfully. Somebody who uses negative visualization always imagining what could go wrong and planning to minimize the chances of those things happening and being prepared, however, should they happen to know what to do next, taking small steps towards big goals, and most certainly, I think, the two critical components of personal behavior that will feed into business efficiency as well as make us efficient individuals. Do not procrastinate, plan-fix do, and do not be a pedant. And in that, I mean particularly excess concern for detail. I think all those things are an interpretation of what we were talking about, as it can affect a business, as it would affect us individually. Certainly, that's how it affects me. Let's go on to have a look at effectiveness then, having thought about efficiency and looked at some examples of inefficiencies to try and bring to life where the challenge of efficiency can lie, because it's not always visible. If process, system, control, automation are all inputs, great stock management, Value engineering, decision making, maintenance efficiency are outputs. Then the outcomes are things completed correctly, on time, within budget, to the desired quality. That's an outcome. It's an achievement. It's completion of the things that we've been doing, where we're trying to be as efficient as we can be, and how we do them. Effectiveness is the measure of the efficient processes we've followed when we can see or not that we've got the desired outcome. It's about first things first, I think. It's about having clear visions and plans again and knowing what the priorities are. Because as we said in our opening commentary, the summary definition of effectiveness is properly completing the right things so it's all very well to properly complete things but they have to be the right things so we have here perhaps a more intangible and that is knowing what the business priorities are so that you can determine the best use of time operate as efficiently as you can do on those things which you choose to do so you're doing them right so that the right things get properly completed if all of this is achieved, then great effectiveness within your business is going to give you another critical benefit, and that is time to reflect, time to learn. This takes us back to working on again. If we are efficient in how we get things done, and we measure the effectiveness to be high, then by a very nature of the way that's all worked out for you, there's time to sit back and reflect on how it all went working on the processes, working on the systems, reviewing and refining. So if you will, reinvesting the success of the outcome back in to the inputs and the outputs on the efficiency side, the matrix. I think the other thing that comes from high effectiveness, good outcomes, is cost effectiveness. High return on the investment of your time, your money, or your resources. Great value for money that you feel in the way that you're getting something back from all that you've put in. So let's look at, so as we did with within efficiencies, and when we looked at inefficiencies to try and put some more color on what we mean, let's look at some examples of ineffectiveness. The never-ending project. We talked about procrastination as being one of the key enemies of efficiency. Well, so how many projects do we know that either never come to an end because there's always something more to be done or are cancelled for some reason or other because they realised not to be the right things that we should have been doing? Those were wasted a lot of time, money and resources and got us nowhere. So they are great examples of ineffectiveness. We talked about stock a couple of times already. So back to that, writing stock off. I know there might be some tax advantages here and there in certain businesses, but at the end of the day, it's a waste of resource, waste of money, um, a negative within the business to have to write off that stock. And perhaps the final example of ineffectiveness is poor management of your human resources. If you're not investing in developing the skills of your people, if there is evidence of poor delegation, management or leadership within your organization, your human resources will not be operating efficiently. Therefore, they will not be achieving effectiveness for you.
0: Yeah. So it's just like another thing to to set time regularly to review. Your efficiency and effectiveness in in your tasks, and then reevaluate what you're doing and make the changes that need to be done to get yes. better. Yes, I would
1: suggest that for for the uh, first time entrepreneur early in their startup, that might be a bit of a struggle. And 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 I wonder if actually the better way of of doing that is to know that as each thing finishes, there, there then should be a moment of reflection on could I have done that any better, any easier could I have achieved more for the time and money and resources I used in that job? So that you've got that working on that development of efficiency and improvement in effectiveness is within the context of one thing rather than trying to have an amount of time habitually within the week to think generally about what's going on in the business and look for efficiency improvements and improvements in effectiveness. So I would say it's task stroke project specific at the early stages as the business grows i think you then have the capacity as you become more of a manager and a leader as you build up resources around you so you move more towards the conductor position rather than in in among the instruments shall we say then i think it's incumbent upon you to be observing all of the things that are going on the systems processes controls etc within your business so that you can be looking for efficiencies and imposing those on the organization and the way things are done. So I think start off by doing it in each task and then anticipate moving to it being a regular feature of looking at your business. It's sort of, it's not quite re-engineering, but it's certainly evolving the way the business goes about doing what it fundamentally does.
0: Yeah. Perfect.
1: Okay. There you cool. go.
0: Alright. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Join us next week where we'll be talking about staying in the entrepreneurial space. As always, keep an eye on our Instagram at Tell Me About Pod for updates from us and please follow like and review to help others find us too.